From Odyssey, I'm Lauren Berry, and this is the On Deadline podcast, where we bring you a closer look at top stories out of our radio newsrooms across the country. On Deadline today is the GOP-led impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. The committee leading it held their first hearing last week, and it's still going even after the Republican Party kicked its own House Speaker out of his role. The inquiry was launched by former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy after Congress returned from its August break, and as the GOP's preferred presidential candidate, Donald Trump, became mired in numerous legal battles, including charges of trying to overturn an American election. Now Republicans say their inquiry into Biden is looking to answer four questions. No one advanced that they all center on the business dealings of his son, Hunter Biden. Question one is, was the president or any member of his family bribed so that he would take official actions or change U.S. policy? Two, did Biden abuse his office by providing access in exchange for money paid to him or his family, a.k.a. influence peddling? Three is, did he abuse his office to knowingly participate in a scheme to enrich himself or his family by giving foreign interests the impression that they would receive access to him and his office in exchange for payments to his family or him? And for the fourth, did he try to impede investigations into his son, Hunter Biden? While Republicans hyped up their hearing, saying it would shine a light on presidential wrongdoings, most agree that not much came from it. Dan Goldman is currently a U.S. congressman. He was also the impeachment lawyer during former President Donald Trump's first impeachment trial. He joined Odyssey to discuss what went down at the Biden impeachment inquiry hearing. New York Congressman Dan Goldman, who reps parts of Brooklyn and Manhattan, is a member of the House Committee on Oversight and Reform. He says the impeachment hearings are baseless. Newsline asked him why. Because there's absolutely no direct evidence linking President Joe Biden to any wrongdoing whatsoever. And what the Republicans have tried to do is muddy up Hunter Biden, a private citizen, and somehow lump President Joe Biden into any potential wrongdoing that Hunter Biden has done, which is being dealt with separately where it should be in the Department of Justice. But every single allegation that the Republicans have made is based on either lies, exaggeration, misrepresentation, or innuendo. Their principal theory of the case is one that has been debunked over and over and over again, but was nonetheless peddled by Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump, and agents of Russian intelligence through 2019 and 2020. And that's that President, then Vice President Biden's encouragement, urging, and demand that Ukraine fire the corrupt prosecutor general was done to assist the energy company Burisma, on whose board Hunter Biden sat. The reality is the exact opposite. Uh, Vice President Biden firing this prosecutor general, Mr. Shokin, was bad for Hunter Biden's business because as the uh, star witness for the Republicans said, Burisma had that prosecutor general, quote, under control, unquote. We've had numerous witnesses that have testified in the first impeachment uh, before the Senate. Anyone who knows anything about that time period in Ukraine knows that this was a corrupt prosecutor general and that Vice President Biden was executing official U.S. policy. And the evidence 
is directly contrary to what the Republicans Okay. Elect. Okay. So uh, the Republicans say that they have these new documents. They have bank records that detail wire transfers from a Chinese businessman to Hunter Biden in 2019. They say Hunter Biden had listed his father's address on the wire transfer form. Republicans say that is a clear link to the president. And that encapsulates the problem with this investigation in a nutshell. After his divorce, Hunter Biden used his father's address for bank accounts for his driver's license, which is the address that would be used on any wire that was sent to a bank account of Hunter Biden's. The notion that because he used his father's address for many things means that his father was involved is preposterous. It wouldn't it would be laughed out of any court of law. And it is on its face just ridiculous. If they're trying to say that President Biden was involved because his address was listed on a bank account of his son's, that just shows you how desperate they are to try to conflate and exaggerate anything they can to link Joe Biden because they just don't have the evidence. And Congressman, the House Republicans, again, their side, they say they are looking into the Justice Department investigation in Hunter Biden's tax and gun use. Two IRS whistleblowers came forward to Congress in the spring with claims that department officials tried to stop their efforts to investigate Hunter Biden and his business dealings and that the agents faced retaliation when they pushed back. The Republicans say that's another reason to go ahead with this inquiry, to which you say? Well, first and foremost, uh, most of what they cite as the investigative leads that they wanted to take, that they were not allowed to take, actually occurred while Donald Trump was president and under the Bill Barr, Donald Trump Department of Justice. But even so, they don't even allege that they were not allowed to pursue investigative leads related to Hunter Biden. Their argument is that there may have been opportunities that they wanted to pursue Joe Biden. But I've reviewed some of these documents, and as a former prosecutor who wrote search warrants, there's absolutely no basis to include a candidate for president in a search warrant for his son's materials. There's no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong. And the US uh, assistant US attorney was absolutely correct to remove a gratuitous, unnecessary, and unfounded reference to a highly sensitive political candidate for president. So uh, both in terms of the timeline and in terms of the facts, uh, they just do not support the allegations that uh, there's been any interference and what we do know is that the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney has had total control and authority over this Hunter Biden investigation, which is a remarkably exhaustive five-year investigation for a relatively small tax fraud case. Some Republicans maintain that they have enough evidence to formally impeach the president. But others in the party question it. Even worse, the impeachment hearing came as House Republicans were threatening to shut down the government over spending cuts they wanted in next year's budget. Last week, On Deadline broke down the battle inside the GOP that made it so hard for them to agree on that spending bill. This week, tension in the party got so intense that Republicans joined Democrats to oust McCarthy from his speaker position. It's the first time that the House has voted to remove a speaker. Instead of hammering out a deal last week, members of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, 
were hammering witnesses in an attempt to prove that Biden profited from his son Hunter's business dealings during his time in the Obama administration. Congresswoman Katie Porter joined Odyssey before the shutdown was resolved. Can I just ask you, do you have conversations with your Republican colleagues across the aisle? I, I know they, Every day. I mean, Every day. It's far from unanimous opinion that this impeachment is, is a good idea or, or going to be successful on its merits. I mean, there's been several Republicans who have spoken openly that, about the lack of evidence and not quite sure why they're, they're taking this up without naming names. What kind of conversations do you have specifically about impeachment, the, the whole impeachment idea? How are rank and file members, how are they feeling about kind of being dragged along with us? Well, there's definitely a sense among many Republican members, I think, that today, of all days, as we're staring down a government shutdown, um, absolutely sent a message that Washington is more concerned about partisan bickering than it is about governing um, and providing what families need. I think even amongst those who think that there's something to investigate here, the, the timing felt, I think, you know, sort of inauspicious and really kind of disrespectful to the American people who count on us to to fund the government and to make sure that we can keep going. Look, I think as you're speaking only for myself on oversight, you know, if there is evidence of wrongdoing by any person, regardless of party, I think Congress has a duty to investigate that. But I think my a number of my Republican colleagues know that there is no evidence to support an impeachment proceeding against President Biden. They need to go get that evidence before they begin to, to continue to push on this issue. And I think that was definitely what came out in today's hearing. Even the Republican witnesses admitted that there is not today evidence to support an impeachment against President Biden. Those are the Republicans' own witnesses' words. One of the lead Republican witnesses who was called to testify was caught saying that there's no evidence at this time that would support impeaching the president. Ben Siegel from ABC was present during the hearing, and he joined Odyssey to discuss the comment that has since gone viral. Good morning. Yeah, I was in the room for uh, the six hours of, of the hearing yesterday, and uh, it was pretty chaotic. It was a moment for Republicans to clarify and explain why they have launched this impeachment inquiry into, into President Biden's family's business dealings and his son Hunter Biden's activities and why these next steps towards impeachment of the president are merited. And the consensus from uh, Republicans who watch and also Democrats, obviously, is that this really did not live up to the billing. Uh, it's not a good sign when the uh, the most viral moment from the hearing was the testimony of Jonathan Turley, the conservative legal scholar and professor uh, who was invited by Republicans who said that there really wasn't the evidence at this point to impeach Joe Biden for anything. Uh, that, that comment really took on a life of its own and seemed to really catch Republicans who run, ran the hearing by surprise in terms of how it pushed back some of their goals of the day. And uh, I would say the bottom line here is that it was not the start to this inquiry in, in the public setting in this new phase. That Republicans were hoping for. Well, where does this go from here? Uh, that's a great question. And I think there's not really a clear answer to it because Republicans felt like in some corners felt like this was a setback yesterday. It made them look like they're overreaching, that they don't know what they're doing in terms of this investigation. They're struggling to tell the story of of all these complex financial dealings that Hunter Biden was involved in and how exactly it implicated the current president. The immediate step yesterday was the subpoena that was issued for the bank records of Hunter Biden and James Biden, who 
uh, is the president's brother who was also involved in business with his nephew. So the committee will try to get those records and see what those contain. But uh, the, the, the chairman of the committee sort of backpedaled a little bit yesterday after the hearing, James Comer of Kentucky. He told us that this really wasn't about impeachment. It was about following the money, and that's what they're going to continue to do. So I guess, as he said, they're still clearly trying to find that link between uh, these, these business dealings and this use of the Biden family name and any direct involvement and implication of the president himself. How much, if anything, was said yesterday on the fact that we have this looming shutdown and this is maybe taking time away from any of the negotiations that might be going on? Well, that was something that Democrats brought up at every point in the hearing. Uh, almost every member uh, had a shutdown countdown uh, clock displayed next to them while they were speaking. Every Democrat that counted down the number of days, hours, and minutes until the government runs out of money. And, and every member on that side of the dais brought that up and accused Republicans of wasting time going after the president when the government needed to be funded. There was one memorable moment where uh, Summer Lee, who's a Democrat from the Pittsburgh area, started listing off the number of federal government workers in all the districts of the Republicans on the committee. It was in the tens of thousands of the number of people who would not be paid if the government shuts down on the Republican side of that committee. So that was a point that Democrats tried to make repeatedly. Republicans have argued that they can walk and chew gum at the same time. They can conduct what they see as the important oversight work while trying to fund the government. Of course, the missing piece here is that they still don't really have a plan to avoid a government shutdown. With the government now funded for at least 45 days, Republicans say that they will continue their investigation into the Biden family. Republican Representative James Comer of Kentucky is chairing the committee. He has spent the last nine months holding various hearings about Hunter Biden. And he says the committee will, quote, continue to follow the money and the evidence to provide accountability. Still, that bombshell that's been hinted at for weeks has yet to appear leaving many wondering if it was ever there to begin with. The top Democrat of the committee, Representative Jamie Raskin of Maryland, said, quote, If the Republicans had a smoking gun or even a dripping water pistol, they would be presenting it today. But they've got nothing on Joe Biden. This show is produced by Joe Heady, Christy Strauser, Myron Kaplan, and Bill Smee. I'm Lauren Berry, and I want to say thanks for listening to the On Deadline podcast. Odyssey's deeper look at a top news story just for you. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts to stay informed.